asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. In recent weeks, we've really focused on some ways that listeners can boost their income. Uh, so whether that's through starting your own side business and growing your network like Hala talked about, or when we talked with local realtor Alan about diving into investing in real estate, well, what better way to test the waters? While you are away, your home could also earn extra income. That's right. Your empty space could be an Airbnb while you're traveling, because that's all you need to become an Airbnb host. It's a lot easier than you think, and you don't need to Airbnb your entire house. You could just host your extra spare room. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Supercharge your work decks with AI-powered Canva presentations. All you do is start with a prompt. You describe your, your presentation in a few words, and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides that you can then customize in seconds. Canva presentations are designed for every workplace and every department. Whether you work in sales, marketing, HR, ops, and more, Canva presentations can generate any deck you want for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can save time on any presentation with AI. Generate slides and seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. And I'm Matt. And today we're discussing whether it's better to renovate or move. Matt, I'm really looking forward to tackling this topic today because you're in the middle of a renovation. I walked up to your house to record this evening and there are piles of lumber in your front yard. <laughs> I feel like we have a lot to say. Yeah, the wood's there. They just got to haul it off. It was extra wood. We're going to return it because we didn't use it. There you go. Yeah. Got to get that money back. Yeah, man. All right. Before we get to the topic of renovation, though, have you noticed my sweet new haircut? You look a little less shabby, I will say. <laughs> yeah, you're, look, you're looking sharp, man. Well, I wanted to tell everyone that I got a free haircut, and I've been getting free haircuts for quite some time now. You also get free haircuts. We'll talk about that in yeah. one second. <laughs> um, but I go to this program that Supercuts runs. They retrain their stylists every couple of years or so. And so uh, those stylists that are being retrained need to give haircuts to practice the things that they've learned. And practice their craft, right? Yeah. And so I sign up and I probably need a haircut, I don't know, every six to eight weeks or so. And so I'll go just up the street from where I work and, and I'll get a free haircut. And so today, nice. got another free haircut. Looks pretty smooth. Feeling fresh. Yep. And I got to tell you, some days are better than others <laughs> when I go there. <laughs> Yeah, I can attest to that because there's been some times too where you've come back and like your your hair is trimmed next to your ears, like all the way up almost to like the top of your ear. I look a little <laughs> dumb and dumberish or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that, that's making me think of uh, dental work. You can do the same thing with dental work, right? I remember uh, growing up in Augusta, Georgia, and they've got a dental school there that you could go and get your teeth cleaned for free by a dental hygienist. They're practicing their craft 
And what a free, awesome way to get your teeth cleaned, which might be something I know our listeners uh, would like to hear me do because I got some flack for uh, not going to the dentist every, I don't know, six months or something, whatever some folks do. Yeah. So maybe find a free place to go get your teeth cleaned. I will report back. But when it comes to haircuts though, man, yeah, I've cut my own hair for the past over 20 years now. Like ever since I was a kid, basically my mom messed up one time because she used to cut my hair and she screwed it up. <laughs> and I was so upset at her. That I, I told her, I was like, you're never going to cut my hair again because I was an angsty preteen, I'm sure. And yeah, for the past over 20 years now, I've had a little haircutting kit and I've cut my own hair and I've actually cut your hair too. Like at the beach. You have. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, what do you think? Decent? It was solid. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. It was good. I would do it again. <laughs> I would do it again. I would rather have you cut my hair than pay for a haircut. I'll tell you that. Boom. And and so I, I'll tell everyone. I'll, Mad props coming from my co-host. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll put a link in the show notes to to the program. There, it's nationwide. And you can find nice. a Supercut Center near you where they retrain people. And so if you're like me and you don't like paying for haircuts, you'd prefer to get it for free. And I will say there, there's a slight trade-off, right? I have to drive just a touch further in order to get this haircut. Mm-hmm. The second trade-off is the f- complete feeling of insecurity. <laughs> <laughs> that's bubbling up inside of me while like, my hair is being cut. It just, as you're, you're like, what am I going to look like walking out of here? It, you just don't exactly, know. Exactly. Is it worth the stress? And it just, it also, it takes quite a bit longer, I feel like, because the person that's in charge has uh, to oversee and make sure that the person's doing it well. So huh. it's, it's going to take you a little bit longer to get your hair cut. Do they get graded like on the spot? No, but they are correcting them as they go. Getting and like pointers and whatnot. Tips and tricks, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Nice. But I found it to be worth it. And it's actually, it's kind of fun. I kind of like the people there at this <laughs> point. So yeah, but just word of the wise, if yeah. you're in, find a place near you and if you don't know of one, check out our show notes for, for this episode and you'll, you'll see the link for the article I wrote about the many places uh, around the country where you can get a free haircut. Yeah. And I'll mention too that this isn't going to be for everyone, right? Like some people are going to value having their hair cut by their stylist or someone who knows them really well and knows exactly what they like. You know, my old roommate in college, he uh, was one of those guys that would pay a good bit of money to go to this nicer salon. Like John Edwards style, 400 and something dollars for haircut. Yeah, <laughs> not quite. But he did go to this hip place uh, downtown Athens. And what he told me was that my hair is the only thing I wear every single day. If I spend uh, you know, some money on a nice pair of jeans and I wear those almost every day, why wouldn't I spend some decent money on a haircut? Flawed but logic. I don't agree. That's, that was his approach. And it's a lie. You wear a hat. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's much cheaper. But I mean, again, though, that being said, some people value having a, a really nice haircut, having it styled. You and I do not, even though we still want to look nice. Like we've got nice hair. Yeah, I don't really care. Yeah. No, I look, I still look amazing. <laughs> I'm just saying. You want to look decent. Right. But for instance, for us, like we would rather take that money and put it towards nice craft beer. Completely. And that's exactly what it comes down to. I mean, for me, the thought process is I can yeah. go spend $15 in a, in a $5 tip. Whatever it costs these days. It's right? been 20 years since I have this. <laughs> yeah. It's somewhere in that ballpark. I can get some really good beer for 20 bucks. Yeah, and easy. that's just kind of the trade-off in my mind. That's, that's the way I think about it. And so, yeah, for me, going to get the free haircut, totally worth it. Yeah, I mean, like this beer that you brought for tonight. This is a Burial Beer Company, Surf Wax. And I know that this is one of your favorite beers. Completely. Burial is one of my favorite breweries right now. Dude, yeah. And in my opinion, probably overall, if I'm just factoring in every single possible thing when it comes to how many good beers they make and their cool packaging and stuff like that, I think Burial's number one on my list right now. Really? Yeah. Best breweries in the Southeast. Best approach to beer, best flavors. Their artwork is totally awesome too. It's kind of 
little apocalyptic. Yeah, a little pop. It's like apocalyptic mixed with folk, which is probably yeah. why you love it because that's sort of your jam. Some but. of them are like a little weird, but yeah. <laughs> I I don't know. I kind of like the silver cans, and I love the, the the script that they use. And and Surf Wax is just my go-to beer right now. So Matt, I see you taking the sip. Give me one word that you would use to describe this delightful IPA from Burial. Uh, dude, it's great. Uh, <laughs> is great your word? Because that's not a great word. <laughs> My, my one word's going to be gold standard. What are your thoughts, man? You still love this IPA? Yeah, my word. It, it's been a minute since I've had this, but for a long time, that's all I was drinking, I felt like. And my word is balanced. But Matt, we'll get to some more tasting notes about uh, this beer at the end of the show. But right now, let's get to the topic at hand. Is it better to renovate a home or to move? And there's a, a problem that a lot of people face when they find themselves bumping up against a home that feels too small and families needs change as they have more kids or maybe one of the parents begins to work from home finds himself in need of a home office all these sorts of changes make us start to think if we're living in a smaller house well hey do i renovate that home or do we attempt to move and find another home that that suits our needs more appropriately and so in this episode we, we want to tackle all of the potential thoughts that go through your head and kind of help people make an informed decision as to what the better move is for their situation and, you know, for a lot of people, they think the only solution is to either sell your home or to stay and renovate, like you mentioned. But with home prices at pretty much all-time highs right now, renovating might seem like that no-brainer, you know, great solution, right? If you're running out of space. And for me, man, I'm talking out of personal experience. Because for us, at our old home, we did plan to renovate. We had uh, gotten drawings. We had dreamed of how we're going to be in that house basically forever. We started getting quotes. And through that process is when we realized that, you know what, we think it's going to be better this time to actually move to a different home. And we had different reasons for that. But then now a few years later, we're now obviously uh, renovating our home. And gosh, man, I feel like this is something that Kate and I have talked about nonstop <laughs> for the past several years. It's just something that's been on our minds. We're, we're kind of always weighing the pros and cons. Should we move? Should we stay where we are and renovate? to accommodate for a growing family. And you know, I work from home, like you mentioned, having a home office. There's just a lot to consider. And yeah, we're going to unpack all that this episode. And you moved just around the corner, literally like yeah. <laughs> three or four blocks, right? From where you were to where you are now. And so for a lot of people, moving can often mean moving three or four miles or further. And that compounds the difficulty of that decision. But I will say too, on top of it, the housing market and the particulars of where the housing market is at the current moment in time kind of compounds the difficulty of a decision like that as well. Because if you're talking about a few years ago, Matt, when you bought this home, when you made the decision to move as opposed to renovate, it actually made a little bit more sense to move just because housing prices were a little bit lower. Mortgage interest rates were still incredibly low. We're at all-time lows. Yeah. yeah. And so the current housing market actually can lend itself to to make the decision towards renovating a little bit easier, even with renovating costs having gone higher because hiring a contractor has gotten more expensive, right? Because of so many building projects happening around the country. Yeah, man, that's definitely true. When we contacted our contractor uh, last year, he basically said in you know over 10 years, this is the busiest that he has ever been. And so to get his subs lined up and to try to maintain a, you know, a, a specific tight schedule, he forewarned me that, hey, this is going to be a little bit tough, but you know that he would do the best he could. But yeah, I, I like what you said, how given that certain market conditions might favor one over the other, 
Yeah, and so we are not necessarily going to cover all the current market conditions that make it right, favorable or yeah. not. We're going to talk about kind of a generalized overview of how you should make this decision. But just remember that it completely depends on exactly what's happening in the housing market. And four or five years ago, it made sense in so many more cases to move and to buy another home as opposed to renovate the current home you're in. But right now with, like Matt said, prices close to all-time highs, the opposite is more likely true in your case. And renovating actually makes more sense for most people right now. And also, I wanted to mention as well that, I mean, you and I are the cheap guys. We're not cheap. We're frugal, right? <laughs> but we, we cut each other's hair. Uh, we get free haircuts. And it almost sounds kind of funny to talk about how like, okay, people have to either move and sell your house or you have to renovate and spend a ton of money that way. But it's worth mentioning, challenge yourself to do neither. Like, How could you use your space that you currently have in a different way? Maybe you could repurpose a formal dining room that you never use into a play space or a den for your kids look at the different spaces in your home a little more critically. There's so much that you can do but if you spend a couple hundred bucks, say at Ikea, and fix up your storage solutions in order to just to make your space a lot more livable. Yeah, and if you're adding on because you want a guest bedroom in your house, well, think about how much money that could potentially cost and think about it at the same time. What if you offered to pay for a hotel room a couple times a year for people that come into town to stay with you? That could actually, in the long run, end up costing you so much less. And so just, yeah, think a little bit outside the box when it comes to this question of renovating or moving. We think this is an important topic to cover because there are so many people faced with this question. Yeah, exactly. But like Matt said, a little challenge, delaying this decision a little bit and forcing yourself to live you know, within a certain space while you save the cash too for a potential renovation or move, right, is a worthwhile exercise. And at the same time, you might find that with a few small changes and tweaks to your current layout, you can easily and happily live inside of the space that you're currently inhabiting. Yeah. And cost is obviously one of the biggest things to consider uh, when you're debating between renovating or moving. And so we're going to get to that right after the break. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. They are committed to high ethical standards and even had to pass a rigorous exam before they could become a CFP professional. They offer financial planning and services that take a more comprehensive view of your financial and personal circumstances and are customized for your needs. Certified financial planner professionals can offer advice on a wide range of issues like reviewing your investment portfolio's allocation, handling an inheritance, rolling over a company retirement plan, building education savings, and so much more. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Kachava is the all-in-one superfood shake made up of high-quality plant-based nutrients. It's got greens, superfruits, plant proteins, antioxidants, adaptogens, probiotics, and in other words, everything your body craves to feel your best. This is where Kachava really earns their 52,000-plus five-star reviews. It tastes amazing. It's creamy and smooth with just water, and it comes in five delicious flavors. You can choose from chocolate, vanilla, chai, matcha, and coconut acai. Kachava is offering How to Money listeners 10% off for a limited time. I've been using Kachava in breakfast smoothies in the morning recently. It's just so nice to pack in a bunch of nutrients early in the a.m. in a way that's satisfying and energizing. So if you want to optimize your breakfast, your workout shake, be sure to check out Kachava. Just go to Kachava.com. 
dot com slash how to money that's spelled k-a-c-h-a-v-a and get 10 percent off your first order that's k-a-c-h-a-v-a dot com slash how to money and now a word from the show sponsors at betterment do you want your money to dream big do you want your money to be a total self-starter are you annoyed that your money doesn't work hard enough don't worry betterment is here to help Betterment is the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Their automated technology is built to help maximize returns, meaning when you invest with Betterment, your money can auto-adjust as you get closer to your goal, rebalance if your portfolio gets too far out of line, and your dividends are automatically reinvested. That can increase the potential for compound returns. In other words, your money is breaking a sweat while you can be breaking bread. You'll never picture your money the same way again. Betterment, the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. Spring cleaning is kind of an annual rite of passage. We've all got to do it. Minimize the junk that we have in our house. Emily and I, we just cleaned our closets out. It took hours, but it was so worth it. Now we've only got stuff in there that we love, and it's easier to find everything too. And so, you know, while cleaning your closets is helpful, well, there's something else you can do for your family this spring. Shopping for life insurance with Policy Genius, for example, is a really important part of your financial planning for the year. That's right. Yeah. And here is the thing that's important to remember because you might be thinking you don't need to check out Policy Genius because you've got a policy through work. But even if you have a life insurance policy through your job, it may not offer you enough protection for your family's needs and it may not follow you if you leave your job. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius works for you, not the insurance companies, and that means they don't have an incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. Save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. All right, Joel, cost. You want to kick it off? Yeah, Matt. The cost of moving, the purchasing a new home, the cost don't end at the closing table. And don't get me wrong, there are a lot of costs at the closing table, right? There are agents fees on both sides of of selling and buying if you are moving their closing costs associated with that you'll likely be paying more interest a higher interest rate on your new loan depending on you know when you bought the house that you're currently in and and what your current mortgage rate is but on top of that you're talking about new paint new decor furniture outfitting the new space so buying a new home can be expensive and especially if you're in this quandary of renovating versus buying you're looking at buying a bigger home you're likely taking on a bigger obligation altogether and you're going to need to buy more stuff because all your old stuff just isn't going to fill out this new home quite as well. Yeah, that's right, man. We talked about that in the Everything Costs More Than You Think episode. That's sort of one of the lifestyle secondary costs that just pop up when you move into a bigger home. And so buying a new home can be expensive, but dude, selling your old home can be even more expensive, right? Like you mentioned, there's the realtor fees that you pay as a seller. Closing costs, luckily with those, oftentimes you split with a buyer. And then on top of that, paying for movers. You know, we just moved a few couple blocks. And for us, it was pretty easy because we just got a bunch of friends together, threw some beer into the mix, and we threw everything into the U-Haul. But if you're moving to a different neighborhood or even across town, it's kind of tough to do that by yourself. And as we get older, we get more responsibilities. 
I'm not really wanting to move my friends around anymore like I used to back in the day, man. I don't know about you. <laughs> it was it was so easy to get a good turnout for pizza and beer moving yeah. <laughs> day back when you were 22, 23, 24. It's so much harder now. It's a lot now. harder now. Now that we're in our mid-30s, it's so hard to get our friends to turn out for something like that. So you really might have to, depending on what stage of life you're in and, and, and where you're at, you, you might have to pay for movers. And that is definitely an added expense to consider. That's right, man. So moving, it can be expensive, but so can renovating, right? And so potentially it can be more affordable than buying if you're in the same area. And if you've seen your values increase, you could even also tap into that increase in value for the home for costs via say a home equity loan or a home equity line of credit. However, keep this in mind that renovation costs always end up costing more than you initially think. We are learning that firsthand. It's going to cost you more. <laughs> Yeah, things never seem to go as planned as the contractor planned or as you had planned, right? <laughs> and and so that's always like the desired goal is, cool, let's put this on paper. Let's figure out how much is this rental going to cost. But anytime, and especially Matt, we're talking about old houses here. You're in a 1920s house. Yeah, you and I both have houses that are about 100 years old. And so when you start to open walls or rip open flooring or reroute plumbing, you're talking about mega increases in cost because of older systems that need updating. You might find something like wood rot or just a system that is completely out of date. And it might've been fine in the current conditions for a few more years. But once you start renovating, it's like another domino that falls. And once you've opened a wall up at that point, it has to be addressed. Yeah, man. Honestly, that's the biggest thing that Kate and I have struggled with. Okay, we've already got the drywall guy here. Do we need to go ahead and maybe just drywall this as well? And maybe we want to redo this wall or, oh, the plumber's here. Gosh, doesn't it make sense to go ahead and replace the cast iron pipes that are also in this part of the house? It's hard to draw the line. And that's just one of the ways that you can see your renovation budget continue to creep up. Yeah. And I've never done a completely full-on renovation myself, Matt, but I've renovated entire bathrooms more than once at my primary house and rental houses. And this happens then. When I've replaced bathrooms, I've had to replace the entire subfloor every time because bathrooms have water issues. They get wet. Yeah. And especially <laughs> over decades and decades of compounding, there's an opening in the caulk, you know, along the seam of your bathtub and water starts to get in there and it starts to get down to the subfloor. And just every time, not knowing it ahead of time, that's an extra almost $1,000 expense to replace the subfloor on just a small bathroom. So that's just one example of something that is typically not factored in, but almost always happens uh, as an expense that pops up. And you're going to find that if you're renovating a kitchen or a bathroom, something like that, those sorts of additional expenses are almost inevitably going to pop up for you. That's right, man. And hopefully your home is now worth more than what you actually invested into it with a renovation. But depending on what problems you run into, like you may not. And depending if you maybe overbuild for the neighborhood, you may not get that money back at all. And so the value almost never increases dollar for dollar what you put into it. And so make sure that when you are renovating that you're doing it for yourself and that you're not only considering the resale value. A lot of times people think, oh, well, we can get that money back when we sell it. Well, first of all, you know, you may not even sell the place. Like you might end up keeping it. And you've got this fancy tile work that you thought you were going to maybe get your money back on. Um, and now you are the one enjoying it in your master bathroom all by yourself, just you and your significant other. <laughs> but secondly, chances are that someone isn't going to value that, that fancy tile work as much as you are. And so whatever you're doing, make sure that you are the one enjoying it and that you're receiving sort of optimal value out of what you're putting into the renovation. So Matt, just a quick stat that I think we should throw out there. This random school in the Northeast called Harvard did a study. I don't... Have you heard of them? Never heard of it. Yeah. 
<laughs> Nobody smart goes there, I don't think. But they found that the average payback in a home's resale value is only 56% of the cost of the remodel. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. That's and, brutal, man. And I think most of us have watched just way too much HGTV. <laughs> and we've seen these numbers that are just ridiculous. And we've seen people that are professionals at it who sometimes lose their shirts as well. I love, too, at the end of an HGTV show where they say projected sale of this house, blah, 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 right? That they flipped. And so just know that, that the rosy outlook on an HGTV show is completely different than the numbers that have been found in studies. And in all likelihood, what you're putting into your reno, I hope you love it. Make sure you love yeah. it because I can almost assure you that you're not going to get the money back out that you put into it. Yeah, that's right, man. Flip or flop, right? <laughs> We're talking about more more of the flop side. You don't watch any of those shows, really, do you? No, like my it? mom loves them. Oh, though. does she really? Loves them. Yeah, oh, yeah. She's super into the HGTV stuff. And every time I'm over there, we'll watch a few minutes yeah. together. But <laughs> yeah, my in-laws love it as well. They watch the different ones where they are like on an island or it's like flip or flop on the island or beachside, flip or flop. <laughs> There's like all these different versions of it. And it's interesting but at the same time, yeah, it's made for TV. It's not reality. And just make sure you keep that in mind when it comes to what you're spending on your renovation. And as someone who's hired his own contractors, hired people to work on mini renovation projects at my homes, I feel like HGTV lacks a lot of realism. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So that was cost when it comes to renovating versus moving. Now we're going to talk about location. And so, you know, when you move, a lot of times that comes with some excitement that comes with finding a new neighborhood. You get to start fresh. There's new relationships. There are new things like your surroundings, like new parks and things like that. Dude, however, it's kind of sad at the same time too, right? You're having to uproot. You're breaking off a lot of relationships with neighbors and the community that you've... Who knows how long you've lived there, hopefully for at least five years. But it's sort of a sad time as well. And, and so even though it might make sense from a number standpoint, there's a lot of downsides to, to moving as well. Yeah, that's always a tough decision. If you, Especially if you love where you currently live and you're trying to figure out whether you should renovate this house. I mean, obviously, if you're thinking about renovating then there's some attachment to the house, maybe just the actual physical house or the neighborhood or the community that you're in. And moving you know, might seem a little sad. So like you said at the beginning, Matt, that challenge to kind of stay put, You know, if you do love where you're at in the house, maybe you just feel like you're bursting at the seams a little bit. If you can find ways to kind of stay put, that can help you to stay in a house that you love and in a community that you love. Yeah, man. However, there are, you know, again, some benefits when it comes to moving, like you could potentially move closer to your work. Maybe you've got a new job, since you purchased your last home, so you could save time on commuting. Maybe since then as well, you've got kids. And so now you're considering the schools and there might be some better schools in the area that you're looking to buy. These are things that might tilt the scales for or against. Yeah, and when it comes to location, if you renovate, well, obviously you get to stay put. If you love where you are, that's awesome. And I don't know about you, Matt, but I feel like even in our neighborhood where we live, even just moving a few blocks can mean a big difference. And I'm so tight with my neighbors. Like we get together a lot and I love not just our neighborhood, but I love our block. I love the people that live across from me and on the side of me. And if I move three blocks to, to go to a bigger house, that just changes the vibe of how I live truly. Yeah. And so that's the kind of thing that now, maybe that doesn't factor into your decision nearly as much, but general location and specific location are just a really important thing for you to think through before you make this decision. All right, Joel. So that was location. Next, we're going to talk about dust, <laughs> boxes, and life upheaval. It's a pretty serious event, and you might be living out of boxes maybe for a little bit, maybe a couple of weeks. But generally speaking, you're able to quickly sort of rip the bandaid off, right? And make the change all at once. It's a relatively quick thing, and you can just kind of move on with life. 
Yeah, but if you renovate, depending on the size and scope of the renovation, right, it can take months, potentially like half a year. And so if you're planning to live through the reno, Matt, like you are, you can speak to this. You also might be living without a kitchen or a second bathroom, right, (laughs) for potentially months. And I don't know about you, but I still like recording in your dining room slash kitchen. I think it's kind of fun. (laughs) You know, for us, we've made it work. And that's something that we knew going into it ahead of time, right? Like we sort of mapped out mentally, like, what is this going to do to us? What is this going to do to our family? What is this going to do to our day to day? And sort of mentally preparing for that, we knew that, okay, we can handle that. And it hasn't been too bad. But what about the dust and the noise? How bad have those things been? Especially with contractors coming in and out, how has that affected like your kids? Yeah. So, you know, honestly... It hasn't affected them at all <laughs> because they're young and can sl- sleep through pretty much anything when it comes to naps. But dude, for me, it's just been such a, a distraction. So I work from home and I sit in my office at the front of the house and they're doing the work on the back of the house. But even still, I can hear that stuff's going on, even with my earplugs in. I've gotten used to working with these foam earplugs and I roll them up and stick in my ears so I can concentrate. But I still know they're back there because I can feel the floors shake sometimes if they're doing something big. That's something you need to prepare for. Not everyone is cut out for sort of living in a dusty, sort of dirty house because a renovation is just dirty work. Like dust gets everywhere. Drywall dust. Oh my gosh, don't even get me started, man. We're still finding that stuff in like nooks and crannies. <laughs> and so I know for a lot of people that that just wouldn't fly. Yeah. If you're a clean freak, renovation might not be for you. And Matt, I wanted to mention that this is actually going to be a two-part series. Next week on the show, we're going to talk about if you do decide to renovate, the steps you need to take. Because right now we're kind of like pros and cons. And if you say, I'm all in for renovation, well, we want to make sure that you know how to find a contractor and know know how to make sure you're not overpaying for that renovation. So we'll get into that next week. But right after the break, Matt, we're going to talk about one thing that you can definitely get out of a renovation that you can never get out of a move. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. They are committed to high ethical standards and even had to pass a rigorous exam before they could become a CFP professional. They offer financial planning and services that take a more comprehensive view of your financial and personal circumstances and are customized for your needs. Certified financial planner professionals can offer advice on a wide range of issues like reviewing your investment portfolio's allocation, handling an inheritance, rolling over a company retirement plan, building education savings, and so much more. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Kachava is the all-in-one superfood shake made up of high-quality plant-based nutrients. It's got greens, superfruits, plant proteins, antioxidants, adaptogens, probiotics, and in other words, everything your body craves to feel your best. This is where Kachava really earns their 52,000-plus five-star reviews. It tastes amazing. It's creamy and smooth with just water, and it comes in five delicious flavors. You can choose from chocolate, vanilla, chai, matcha, and coconut acai. Kachava is offering How to Money listeners 10% off for a limited time. I've been using Kachava in breakfast smoothies in the morning recently. It's just so nice to pack in a bunch of nutrients early in the a.m. in a way that's satisfying and energizing. So if you want to optimize your breakfast, your workout shake, be sure to check out Kachava. Just go to Kachava dot com slash how to money that's spelled k-a-c-h-a-v-a and get 10 percent off your first order that's k-a-c-h-a-v-a dot com slash how to money 
I'm guessing that a lot of listeners are starting to solidify their summer travel plans. We always like to get the families together, Matt, for a week yeah, at the we beach do. every single summer. We've already got that trip to St. Simons on the calendar. Pumped for that. But sometimes those vacations get expensive. So what better way to offset some of those costs than to have your home earning some money while you're away? That's right. Why let it sit empty when it could be earning extra income? It's the financially smart thing to do. So think it through. Maybe you've got some extra space in your home, or maybe you have an entire house to host. Or maybe you're just going on vacation and your home is sitting empty. In every case, you can Airbnb it. You already have the space, so it won't be a huge adjustment. I mean, the way I see it, if you're not using your space, you have two options. You can let it just sit there empty, or you do some optimizing and make some money off it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb. You just need to start using it. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. If you're listening to this podcast right now and you're a small business owner, listen up. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're actually choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. They do everything from hyper-targeting best fit prospects through campaign optimization. Upswell Marketing's unique approach includes direct mail, search engine marketing, and social media ads, and has fueled more than 10,000 small business success stories. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no-obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention, new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. All right, Joel. So now let's talk about design and utility like you hinted at. When you renovate a home, when you're customizing your own space, you get to choose the layout and how the new space will function for you and your family. You get to choose how many maybe beds and baths that you want and you get to decide the finishes. And something about it too that's just really hard to quantify though is just how that's rewarding. And so when you live in a space for a few years, you start dreaming and you start thinking, how could this work better for us? You know, what if we did this? Or what if this wall wasn't here and instead this connected these two spaces? And then we could sit here and we could see the kids over there. You start having these sort of dreams and you start painting a picture. And when you start to see that come to fruition in reality, like in 3D, (laughs) in real life, right? There's something about that that's just incredibly rewarding. Like it, it came from your brain and then you sort of concepted it out. And then you start to see it form around you. And yeah, I tell you what, that is just incredibly rewarding. It's hard to sort of pinpoint what that is other than just creating something that's cool and fun. That also costs a lot of money. (laughs) So yeah, that's not something that you get when you are going to buy a new house. Yeah, you can create the exact layout flow and space design that you want in a reno, right? You can say, I want the little dungeon for my children over here, (laughs) and then it comes to fruition. But you know what? There's no house on the market that has a dungeon for kids that I know of. So the only way that I can get that, where I can put my kids when they're bad, yeah, yeah. is going on too far. Too long? <laughs> I don't know. That's some specific criteria. Right, you know? <laughs> exactly. But that's the kind of thing you can create when you're renovating, but it doesn't exist on the market, right? When you're moving. Yeah, Matt. And for instance, in your renovation, you've been able to do things exactly the way that you want them with the exact finishes and layout that you desired. And to go on the open market and to look at houses listed in the same area that have those specific requirements built in, man, it's just so much harder to find. And on top of that, certain specific things that people can build into a renovation 
people often decide to renovate as opposed to move because there are certain things that they have say over when it comes to the final way that their house looks that they just couldn't find on the open market. So maybe one of those things is a spot for an aging parent where they kind of feel like they have their own space inside of the same house. And that sort of multi-generational housing can be hard to come by. So you feel like you have to renovate in order to get it exactly like you want. And that's definitely one check in the box in favor of renovating as opposed to moving. That's right. And with moving as well, when you are paying sort of top dollar for a finished home, there are things that you are paying for that you don't value, but that are there because that's what they had to do to get it to sort of market showability level. Like they were told by their realtor that, oh, you've got to have these kind of countertops. Oh, obviously you've got to get the granite. Oh, this needs to be this color. You need to have this sort of light fixture. And you bought the house because it was in the neighborhood that you liked and it was on the block that you liked. But maybe you didn't like all those things, all those finishes that they chose. But fact is, you're still paying for those finishes regardless if you value them or not. I know sometimes when I see houses go up for sale in our neighborhood, I'm always looking, I'm always interested because yeah. you know, as a real estate investor, you're just constantly looking at houses. And nothing pains me more than to see a house go up for sale that has just been completely gutted and refinished. And I don't like any of the finishes. Yeah, it's kind of sad. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry. I don't like the layout and I don't like the finishing choices. And I'm just like, hopefully somebody's going to like this. But I would be super bummed if it was in this perfect location. It was the kind of house that I wanted. But a lot of nice finishes that just weren't to my taste. Yeah, exactly. And another thing that's really important to factor in when you're talking about renovating or moving is the stress level. Moving has its own stressors. I think we think about renovation as being the most stressful option in this case. And I think that's probably true, but moving does have its stressors as well. So if you're trying to get financing, find a new home and close all within the same time period, that can be really difficult. You're looking to get your old home ready for listing. You're talking about cleaning, painting, getting that stuff up to snuff so that you can entice buyers. Then you have to accept offers and close as well as shopping for another house and closing on that. There is going to be some stress. The great thing is in all likelihood, you're moving into a home that's closer to being turnkey or, or you probably wouldn't be making that decision, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, but let's just be clear that upfront, that moving is going to involve a lot of stress, uh, even though it might not be quite as much as doing a full renovation. Yeah, man. I know I've seen that selling and then moving into a new home uh, just has like the same stress level as like losing a loved one, like the death of someone that you really love. And that's just terrible. And like you said, though, renovating can be extremely stressful, right? Having to constantly deal with contractors and then the noise like we talked about earlier, it just takes its toll. It's less intense than moving. But when you spread that out over months and months, and then if you've got a big renovation, right? If you're renovating down to the studs, it can even take close to a year, right? Could you imagine a full year of basically a part-time job, which is typically what it is when you're renovating a home? Well, at that point in time, Matt, too, if you're doing that much renovation, usually you're forced to almost do both of these things because you have to move out for a certain period of time and live somewhere else. And that can be a pain, not only financially, but emotionally. And it's difficult because depending on where you're living while the renovation is occurring, it's hard to go check on the progress as often as you'd like. And so that's another thing to factor in too. Can you live through the renovation being in the house that you're in? And if not, that just throws a whole other wrench into everything. Yeah, man. And finding that sort of temporary housing, right? Like that's a definite reality, especially if you're doing a, a huge renovation. Uh, it's good to keep in mind as well, though, that's something that could also happen if you're moving, right? So say you go under contract in your house, you get a great offer, you got to move, but you don't have a new place yet. Well, you're going to have to end up moving twice, which totally sucks as well. But again, so renovating is crazy stressful. Um, and then also keep in mind too, you might think it might only take six months, but renovating always ends up taking longer than you think it's going to take because there are just little hiccups. There's additional unforeseen problems that arise. And so expect some delays. 
Also, something else that adds to all the stress, man, is what we call decision fatigue. I swear we've made like tens of thousands of decisions already up until this point, and we're not even totally done yet. Like literally today, I called up Kate. She was out to lunch. And because there was a question regarding <laughs> regarding the shoe molding, like, do you want quarter round or do you want shoe molding? Because the contractor asked me and I defer to Kate on a lot of things. And it's just a little call that you have to make. It's not a huge deal, but you multiply that, no joke, by hundreds and hundreds of decisions. Yeah. Last time I was over here, you guys were discussing a notch in yeah. the in the <laughs> in the base molding, right? So yeah, exactly. It's one of those things that, yeah, there's like, a, there literally are potentially thousands of decisions that you have to make like that, that do wear on you over time. You think it's just going to be the fun ones, like a quick light fixture or a new toilet, but those decisions add up, they compound <laughs> and they just become annoying after a while, right? Only is the toilet decision exciting to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, that's a benefit, right? Of renovating a home is that you do get to make these decisions. Uh, you get to customize, but like you said, after a while, it's just, man, it's taxing. It wears on you. And in the end, it just adds to the stress. So Matt, for people that are weighing this decision, there are three filters that you need to run this potential decision through. So let's go through those real quick. First is to consider your options and run the numbers. Compare what buying a new house might cost you versus renovating. Don't sugarcoat these numbers. Look at a quote from a contractor and add 20%. And also tack on 20% to the length of time that the contractor says that this renovation will take. At the same time, when you're looking at buying a new home, factor in the increased costs of a higher mortgage interest rate, property taxes, heating and cooling, potential furniture acquisition, all yep. of those things, right? You want to factor in all those things, run the numbers so that you know what you're getting into before you jump in with both feet. I like what you said about not sugarcoating it because in the end, you're just sort of tricking yourself, right? In the end, you are the one that's going to have to pay the cost. You're the one that's going to have to be delayed or you're the one that's going to be affected by that timeline, right? Like that time extended time frame. And so you owe it to yourself to be honest with yourself. And then filter number two, uh, these things are harder to quantify, but consider the intangibles as well. It's a lot tougher to sort of plug, you know, your family or friends, parks, even bikeability. Like that's something that dude, you and I really care about. It's hard to plug those sort of things into a spreadsheet and decide, okay, the computer says yes. <laughs> like these are things that you have to make judgment calls on. These are things that you have to sort of make a value judgment on. And that's a lot harder to do. But I would say that these are just as, if not more important than just looking at the numbers, because what you are talking about here is your quality of life. And in the end, it doesn't really matter if you ended up paying a little bit less because you moved, or maybe you saved a buck because you ended up renovating. But if you're not happy with where you are, then what's the point of it? Yeah, it makes me think about when my parents were moving a few years back and they were talking about moving like 20 minutes further north of where they were and we're already about 30 minutes apart. Right. And, and with traffic in the city of Atlanta... Don't is, know if you've heard, it's pretty bad. <laughs> it's pretty stinking rough. And so I, we had to have the discussion. I'm like, listen, if you move another 20 minutes north, we're just not going to see you as much and that's going to suck. <laughs> like we don't want to not see you as much. We love hanging out with you guys. And, and so that was just something that I wanted them to make sure they factored in that if they move 20 minutes further, my Nissan Leaf might not have enough charge to get us there, right? <laughs> so don't have enough charge. Exactly. I might need to get towed the rest of the way up. And filter number three, Matt, that people need to consider is that ultimately, if you're picky, renovation might be the only way to get what you want. And I've heard this from so many people that that's why they went down the path of renovation. Even though it was a huge pain, it took longer, it cost more, blah, blah, blah. They decided to renovate because that's the only way to get what they want. And so just think about how picky you are, whether the options that you want in a house actually exist, 
you obviously want to make sure you have the financial ability to afford either one of these choices, but you also want to make sure that you're making a choice that's going to allow you to be comfortable in the place that you're living over a long period of time. Because as we mentioned earlier, transaction costs and buying and selling homes can crush you. And so mm-hmm. you just want to make sure that you're making the right decision up front so that you're not backpedaling a few months down the road. Yeah, it's definitely worth making sure that you know yourself and to know whether or not you're going to ultimately be happy with that decision for sure. Did you put that last one in there about being picky? Did you add that one because of me? Because you know I'm picky? You are picky. But <laughs> honestly, if I was doing a renovation, I would be too. And I haven't ever done a major renovation on a house that I lived in. And that's partly because I just don't think I could handle it. I couldn't handle the stress level. I couldn't handle the people being up in my grill to that. Like I can handle a one bathroom, right? I can do that. But this whole process, I think it'd be too much for me. So for me, just knowing myself, I would have to be just really picky about the location and find a house that was close by if I really needed something different. I just don't think I could handle mentally, physically, all that stuff. I couldn't handle a a complete blowout renovation of my house. Dude, I'm actually realizing this now, but I think... uh, So previously, we've purchased and renovated and sold a home right, as an investment. And I think kind of going through that once, that was the first time we'd ever done that. But going through that has prepared us to understand all that goes into a renovation like this. And we kind of got our feet wet, I guess, with that one a couple years ago. And I think that sort of helped us along and made this renovation on our own home less stressful. Yeah, it's actually really good that the first one that you did didn't occur while you were living in it. Yeah. Right? (laughs) Yeah, that helps a lot. But yeah, I think you have to know yourself to a certain degree. And I I know myself well enough to to know what I can handle, (laughs) right? Yeah, man. But at the same time, I feel like you could handle it. Yeah, I think we could handle it, but just not something I'm interested in, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, let's get back to the beer, Matt. We're drinking Burial Beer Company Surflax India Pale Ale. In my opinion, this is just one of the most delightful beers around. And the word I chose to describe this beer was balanced. And that's because, man, there's so many IPAs right now are either like hyper juicy, hazy, mega hot bombs. And some of the other ones are these run of the mill old school IPAs. And I feel like Surflax kind of sits right there in the middle as this perfect beer that's just incredibly well balanced. It's not super malty. The hops really shine, but it's also not over the top, too sweet. It it, it really seems to straddle the middle really nicely. Yeah, man, I would have to completely agree with you. I, I called it the gold standard because I feel like it really is just like the quintessential gold standard because I feel like that almost any beer can sort of be measured up to this beer, right? Whether it is the sort of New England style or the West Coast because it is balanced, like you said. When you pour it, it doesn't pour super hazy. It doesn't just look like orange juice. It's got a nice kind of golden character to it. And yeah, it's just a good all-around awesome IPA. You and I would recommend Burials Surf Wax. They're out of Asheville, North Carolina, which is one of our favorite beer cities in the country. And thank you for, uh, for bringing this one tonight, man. No problem, buddy. All right, Matt, let's move on to the final thoughts. When people are considering whether it's better to renovate or move, it's really important to factor in the costs, right? Our show is called How to Money, and we want people to think about their personal finances. And the costs associated with moving and renovating are both huge. And so it's crucial to make a list of all the potential costs for either option before you make a decision. And I know it sounds weird, but it's really important to, at the same time, to factor in potential unexpected costs because those can radically transform what decision you actually decide to make. And aside from the cost, there are other factors that you want to consider that don't cost money. Things like location, the amount of dust and sort of life upheaval that'll happen, you know, were you to move versus renovating, the design and utility that you would get out of a space if you were to renovate versus moving, and then obviously stress. Like either one of these are going to be stressful, but just keep in mind the sort of type of stress that you're willing to sign yourself up for. 
moving. It's a quick sort of maybe 30 day to 60 day stressful period of time versus renovating, which could be a six to 12 month long period of stress in your life. Not to mention also that personal space that your contractor might be getting all up in, if you know what I'm saying. And so don't forget to run your decision through just a few filters, run those numbers, compare what a new house would cost versus renovating and don't sugarcoat those numbers. Also factor in all those intangibles. What about family, friends, parks, bikeability? And ultimately, if you're picky, renovation might be the only option. Just make sure you know yourself before you dive into a decision. And we're spending this entire episode talking about renovating or moving, right? But again, we want to, just like we did at the beginning of the episode, we want to challenge everyone to consider the space that you are currently in, right? Just because you have a kid doesn't mean you need to have an additional two bedrooms like automatically. Look at your space critically, figure out what changes you can make that would be affordable and that could also completely transform how you live and use your house. Yeah, it might be as simple as a bunk bed for the kids to allow more play space on the floor. There are so many options that you might be able to use inside of your current living situation so you don't have to make either one of these decisions. All right, man. I think that's going to be it for this episode. Uh, We will have some show notes up on our website, howtomoney.com. Be sure to check them out. Yeah. And if you like this podcast and you found it helpful, well, guess what? There's more help on our Facebook group. It's a really fun group where you can ask questions, and help out your fellow personal finance enthusiasts. So just go to Facebook and search How to Money. You'll find us right there. All right, buddy. Until next time, best friends out. Best friends out. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.